Welcome to the DJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Hey folks, welcome you to this edition of the Jenkins Institute Preaching and Ministry Podcast. This is Dale Jenkins, and I'm joined today with my brother Jeff. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Dale. How are you doing today? It couldn't be a better day. I'm over in Florence, Alabama, preaching in a meeting at the Woodlawn Church over here and uh, enjoying uh, spending some good time with these folks here. And uh, happy we can take a few minutes today to work on some ministry stuff. Well, I imagine it's kind of surreal preaching at the Woodlawn Church, isn't it? It is odd. It is odd. <laughs> I got up Sunday morning. I told them I grew up there. Yeah, yeah. That's great. They were real That's confused. Great. I said, I don't know. I know none of you remember me or anything, but I grew up <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I like going great. home. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So what are you up to in Texas these days? Well, Dale, we're in the middle of our uh, vacation Bible school at the Louisville Church, and we have a, just a tremendous vacation Bible school. And, uh, Brother Jay Lockhart is here with us this week teaching our adult class, and he's, uh, we're studying the book of Esther, and he's doing just as everyone who knows him would understand a tremendous job uh, teaching from the book of Esther. And, uh, hey, Jeff, it's June the 7th. Is 120 there? No. To, as a matter of fact, it's not too bad. We've had great weather, and uh, we're only, uh, I think it's going to get up to about 85 today, so could be worse. All right. And it will be, by the way. What's that? It will be. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's 90 degrees here in Florence, so it's been a hot day here. Yeah. All right, Jeff, uh, we, this is uh, the first uh, Wednesday of each month, and that's the week we talk about preaching, and so we're going to talk today a little bit about preaching. What's our subject today? Well, today we're going to talk about uh, some mistakes that most preachers make and hopefully how they can avoid them. Well, and, we'll talk about the mistakes. I'll talk about mistakes, and I'll let you tell about how to avoid them. How about that? Well, I've been trying to avoid them all my life. We can so just look maybe, at the list of my ministry. I got the best things all covered. Maybe. I don't know if I know how to avoid them. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll give it our best shot. And I think we have four on our list that we're going to talk about. We'll see how time goes. And if we uh, don't finish them, we'll pick them up another time. And if we get uh, run too short on them, we'll add another one or two. Well, what we need to know maybe before we get started, just kind of as a preamble, it's the realization that we're all human and we will make mistakes and we do best when we realize our mistakes, own our mistakes and try to correct our mistakes. Anybody who has the mentality, I never make a mistake or that can't recognize their own mistakes is going to be fraught with all sorts of, uh, of obstacles to their being effective in ministry. Sure. And, and you know, the guys who, who try to let on that they're perfect and that they don't ever make any mistakes. Those are the guys that give preachers a bad rap, you know, because, uh, they think uh, they want people to believe that they're perfect and they've never done anything wrong. And, you know, they, they, uh, they, they wear a suit and tie when they go to bed at night and everything is perfect in their family and uh, everything is perfect in their, their work and in their life. And so we do much better, not only for ourselves and for our family, but we do much better helping other people when we admit that we're not perfect. And we grow and we learn ourselves and we're more effective because we realize, hey, I, I learned something here. So, all right, sure. Jeff, let's get started. Go ahead. I'll let you take the first one. 
All right, number one, uh, we've written down here, standing still in your growth and learning. Yeah. And so um, anytime that uh, we quit learning, we quit growing. And anytime we quit growing, we start dying, and the church will die, and people around us will die. And so um, one of the great mistakes that many preachers make is they think, you know, I've been through college, I've got these degrees, and I've done this a few years, and I've got it down, and I, I know everything I need to know, and they quit, they quit studying, they quit growing, they quit learning. Yeah, this is a, a number one, it's a practical mistake. You know, what I do, what I did when I was 25 years old or 30 years old, it worked. You know, I, I did this, and this is how I did it, and it worked, and then they start doing that, and they do it the rest of their life that way. And, and, and then they stop being effective, and they don't understand why. And the reason is they never learn. They never move forward from where they were when they began. And so it's a practical mistake. Uh, you know, while people in uh, sin and, and the needs that they have in their life, while they don't change in that sense, uh, we're still sinners, they still need the gospel, the way you communicate to people sometimes changes and the way that you relate to people sometimes changes. And so if we're still relating and communicating in the same way we did 30 or 40 years ago, we're, we're doubtless doubtful we'll be as effective. We need to keep growing in our life. But Jeff, it's also a spiritual mistake, isn't it? Sure. Dale, uh, one of the things about our dad that uh, always stuck out in my mind was his continual thirst for knowledge. You know, he, he, got several master's degrees, and then he went on and got a, a doctorate degree. And it wasn't because he was interested in the degrees. He just, he didn't want to grow stale, he said. He didn't want to quit learning. And so he didn't go to school to, to, to have a bunch of, you know, initials behind his name. He did it because he was interested in learning and growing. And uh, that was a great, uh, great example for, for all of us who are in ministry, that we should never, never quit learning, never quit growing, because as you said, I know it's a, pra it's a practical matter, but it's a spiritual matter. And our, uh, when we quit growing, when we quit studying, we're in disobedience to the will of God. So, Jeff, let's talk about how to, how to avoid that mistake. What are some things that guys can do that will help them keep growing throughout their life? Well, I, th I think, obviously, uh, reading is important. Uh, you know, uh, we, we need to read uh, First and foremost, primarily, obviously, the scriptures. That goes without saying, but it still must be said. But uh, in addition to that, you know, there, there are books out there that can help us, from guys that have learned how to do ministry or how to preach that, that we can learn from. I, I, would, I would caution, especially young preachers here, you know, we want to read the latest authors, the, the most popular authors, you know, and so the people... Uh, you know, they'll throw out, I hear preachers throw out names, you know, Francis Chan, N.T. Wright, people that are very popular and very well known. And uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with reading any of those people as long as we read them, uh, of course, with a discerning mind. But I want to challenge, especially our young guys, not just to read the most current writings, but go back and read some of the classics. You know, what's wrong with reading uh, the books that Thomas Warren wrote and, and other men who through the years have, have been great minds who have uh, developed great material for us that we can use in our preaching and our ministry. And so we're not saying there's anything wrong with reading those new, uh, more modern authors, but don't overlook the classic people. 
books like uh, Brother Baxter's book, The Heart of the Yale Lectures, on a useful book, even though it's a dated book. That's it's still helpful to us. And uh, W. T. Hamilton's book on grief. You know, there's some great, great old books out there that still are very relatable. And yeah, we so so you keep growing, you keep you keep learning, you you keep uh, you you know attend the seminars, you know go to lectureship programs, uh, improve yourself any way you can in those areas. So, okay. Maybe like you talking about like, maybe like a better conference or well, something? Well, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but there is one coming up right away, I'm sure, in your neck of the woods. Yes. yes. But, but, but I if mean, there, that's, if that's, not, and you want one, let us know. That's, well, that, that's somewhere better grew out of was not right. as much as, you know, while we want to help others, we wanted to be better and we wanted right. to learn from people. And so, uh, you know, you find that area and, and I'm not even opposed if there's a guy out there that's a great business communicator and you can learn from him, learn from him, you know, learn from the, the best communicators out there, learn from the people out there that do what you do well and, you know, take out the bad and uh, keep the good in there. So, Okay. Dale, if we, Dale, if we ever get better, we'll quit hosting these conferences, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, okay, number two. Number okay, three. go ahead. Well, uh, you know, uh, don't make the mistake of, of standing still in your growth and your learning. Uh, number two, a lot of preachers make the mistake of trying to do it, uh, have what we would call a solo ministry, yeah. a standalone. They want to, uh, they want to, they want to be on their own. They never associate with other people. They, they don't spend time with other preachers and other people in the church, and they, they kind of try to do it all by themselves. And, and God never intended for us to be lone, ring, lone ranger Christians, I heard someone say one time, and we don't need to be off on an island somewhere all by ourselves, isolating ourselves from others. And uh, if you want to make a mistake in preaching, then just don't spend time with other preachers. Don't I guess you may be able to overdo that too, but uh, but spend time with other guys. If you want to grow, you'll learn from them. You'll learn better. You'll learn how to preach better. You'll learn how to relate better. You'll learn tips of ministry from them. And and as you say, not just other preachers, but, you know, you think about your local congregation. Spend time with your elders. Uh, you know, a lot of times guys have a challenge with the elders because they don't know their elders and some conflict comes up and they've not got a relationship to fall back on to help them go forward. Uh, you know, members love you. Dale, most, sure. Go ahead. Most of the, you know, most of the preachers that we've known who get in trouble, whether you talk about they get in trouble morally or, or sometimes even financially or biblically, it's the guys who, who don't have friends that they can bounce their ideas off of, that they can spend time with, that they can be accountable to, to, to one another. And so, uh, it seems like most of the time the guys that get in trouble are, are, are kind of lone, like you said, lone rangers. Yeah, and and uh, that that hurts in so many different ways. And you know, there is there is the fact that uh, you know the Bible's always right, and love does cover a multitude of sins. And you know, you have a bad week or two in the pulpit, and if those people love you and know you, and you've got a relationship with them. Uh, they will overlook that a little bit because of the time that you have invested in them and their lives and their families. And so I'd suggest to you that, you know, you get to know those, you, you need to know those members so that you can have the right relationship with them. So it's all of ministry. And Dale, the, it's, one of the issues is that uh, uh, if we're, if we don't spend time with other preachers and with other people, then uh, 
we're not going to build the kind of relationships we should. And it takes some time. It's not going to happen. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to pour out your heart to somebody you just met yesterday, probably. So you're going to have to build those relationships to be able to do that. And that's, that's going to take some time. And when your world comes tumbling down, you don't have anybody to fall into and to, to lean on when those problems come into your life. If you don't have to invest in those, I had a preacher one time tell me, I don't really like other preachers. Well, I've got a problem with that. Uh, I know we're not God's anointed like you know, Saul was, but there is a sense in which we ought to respect these guys that are striving to do what we do. All right, Jeff, number three. Yeah, imagine what if every preacher that he knew felt that way. He, he would never have any friends. I, I think they all feel that way toward him. Okay. All right, number three. What's number three? Well, I think, and we'll, we'll tie this into the, the, the well, let's go on to the, the, the third one here. Uh, I think a big mistake that preachers make, and it's a very common mistake, is surprising their elders. Uh, I talked to a guy just the other day, and, and uh, he was talking about some mistakes he'd made, and he talked about how he, would, how he didn't keep his elders informed. And I think when we surprise our elders, and, and I believe a lot of guys, their intention is good, they want, uh, they want their elders to be delighted by stuff that's new or unexpected, just like they are. But if you pull something off and you surprise your elders on Sunday morning, and then after the service, it's something that maybe was a little questionable or you weren't fully sure of or, or even just different, and the members then go to the elders and say, man, we didn't see that coming or, you know, what, what's up with this? And your elders have to stand their hands in their pockets and say something, well, we didn't know it was going to happen either. They're not going to be able to help you very much, and uh, you're probably going to be in some trouble. So if you've got some idea you think is the hottest, greatest, latest idea, and you're afraid to run it in front of them before, it's probably something you shouldn't do anyway. So you'd probably be wise to run it in front of them. I can't personally think of any good time that it uh, would be a wise thing to surprise your elders and Unless you're going to give one of them a surprise birthday party, and depending on their age, I'm not even sure that's a good idea. But uh, I, I don't, I don't know of any any time in the pulpit or with a program or a ministry that it would be a wise thing to do something without your elders. Even I even think that when we plan our preaching, if we do that in advance, that we need to let our elders be aware of what we're going to be preaching and. And even especially if there's particular series that we're going to be dealing with that touch on tough subjects. So, so uh, don't surprise them in the pulpit and don't surprise them with your programs. Well, and, and, it's a, and while the church is in a business, sometimes wise business principles are helpful to us. And the wise business principle here is before you present something new, you build a coalition. Start getting people on your side and people, you, you, you involve them, you enlist their support and their, their involvement. And then when you go forward with it and you've got, you know, 10, 20 percent of the congregation already knows about it and they're excited about it with you. It sure plays off and works out a whole lot better than if, uh, if, if you're the only one knows and now you've got to sell everybody on the idea or the concept before. Sure. All right, Jeff, go ahead. Uh, let me let me just say one more thing Please. about encourage, um, you know, talk to your elders about um, about their dreams and about their goals and what they would like for you to be doing. Um, and sometimes I would say to preachers, you know, the elders may not communicate that always exactly as we would want them to, but we that doesn't mean we should go you know, go off on our own, we should ask them. If they're not communicating it properly, we should ask them. That's, that's outstanding. And, yeah, uh, 
I, I do think it's a huge mistake when we don't really get inside our elders' heads. Uh, in, a, in a good church, and I believe most of our congregations are good churches, those elders were selected by the congregation. And uh, those are the people the congregation sees as the leaders. They oftentimes, the congregation didn't select you, the elders did. And so if you don't have the elders in your, on your, in your corner, you're pretty much alone out there. So don't surprise your elders. Jeff, number four. Number four, I think one of the great mistakes that a lot of preachers make that causes heartache in their own ministry and in their own families is they stop loving the work of God and they stop loving the church and they stop loving preaching. And so, um, uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest, we all go through downtimes in our lives. We all go through, through dark days and it may have to do with health or it may have to do with family issues or financial concerns or a lot of a, a long list of other uh, problems. And uh, if we're honest, we, we know that we all deal with that. But if that becomes the fabric of who we are and uh, we, we lose our passion for preaching and ministry, if we, we lose our zeal for preaching and ministry, um, that's, that's going to cause a lot of problems. And, and I've known preachers, Dale, who, who, who have fallen out of love with their work, whether it's the, the actual preaching or whether it's the ministry in that particular congregation, who have tried to stay on just because they feel like they need a salary, mm-hmm. and it's caused a lot of harm to the church and to themselves as well. And it, it often starts small. Uh, with a disappointment or, you know, you didn't get your way or some program you wanted didn't fly or something like that. And then, and then it builds. And uh, a lot of times guys don't stay current in loving the people they're working with. And so over time they end up losing it because they haven't, they haven't maintained those relationships and they, and, and then they start carrying it to the pulpit with them and they start preaching mad, you know, and, and they're mad at everybody. So, so when you stop loving and, uh, you know, you said it, Jeff, but it happens with your family sometimes. You're not careful. You know, you start getting disappointed. I've known guys that are bitter toward their wife, and it shows in every aspect of their work. It's hard to be the man you're supposed to be for God when you're not a person that, uh, that loves his people. And, again, we keep coming back to this idea, but don't you believe that you have good relationships with people in the church and even with other ministers that you can talk with, you know, not about maybe deep personal issues that, that don't need to be discussed, but there are things that you need to be able to discuss with other people, and, and you don't need to wait until it's at a critical point. It needs to be early on so you build those friendships and you build those relationships and people will help you work your way through some of those things. All right, outstanding. So those are four mistakes that preachers make, seem to be very common mistakes and some of the ways to avoid them. And we thank you for listening today and being a part of this podcast. Uh, Jeff, anything else today? Well, why don't you make our big announcement, Dale? Go ahead. Well, I'm really excited about this. We started talking about this a while back. As many of you know, we had, uh, we had Hope and Expectation as an online magazine that we did for about two years and then we decided we would go a different direction, and so we've been, been without it for a while. But today, for the very first time on this podcast right now, we are announcing that we are beginning a new uh, magazine from the Jenkins Institute. It's going to be called uh, uh, On Preaching and Ministry, 
and this will be a, a magazine that will be an easing that we'll be publishing um, that's coming out and, and we'll be launching it this week. We're real excited about it. Be watching for more details about that. But uh, we've already got uh, several articles. In fact, all the articles for this first edition are in and they look really, really good. And uh, we'll be dealing specifically with preachers and ministry and some things that will help those in any area of ministry and those who are involved in, in, in the aspect of preaching in the preacher's life. And we would encourage you, if you're, you're already on our mailing list, to uh, pass this magazine along when it comes out to others. And if you know people that might be interested, send, their, uh, send us their email address at uh, the Jenkins Institute at gmail.com, and we'll be glad to add them to the list as well. All right. We got other good stuff coming out again soon, but we hope you'll be watching for that as well. Jeff, it's been great to be together today. Thank you, Dale. I've enjoyed it as always, and I look forward to next week. All right. Until next week, God's richest blessing be yours. It's our prayer for you.